The Bostonian is Matt Peralt. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered. You covered. Twelve. I covered. Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to a later than normal version of the Bostonian versus the book. West Dave Coast. in the book West Coast show today. West Coast oh. show. Dave Sherpin, Bostonian, Matt Peralt. Live on YouTube, live on Twitter. Replayed on Sports Grid TV. Replayed on Sirius XM Channel 159. For you guys, it's no different. You guys live. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being flexible. Doctor's appointment for Mr. Sherpin. Everything check out okay? We good, sir? I think so. Um, you know, didn't see the doctor, did the tests and all this other stuff. And I said to the wonderful women who took off some of the hair on my chest on the way out with those <laughs> things. Um, I said, in your non-professional opinion, everything look okay? And the woman said, in my non-professional opinion, we'll wait for the doctor to call you on Friday. <laughs> okay. And I said, you're really good. Have a great day. <laughs> you ever do the waxing of your chest? Ever do that? Never occurred to me to even try. <laughs> I did it for a while for a girlfriend of mine for a while. Really? <laughs> I mean, you could manscape it. You yeah, waxed it, was it. It was before. It, it was. It was. It was back in the late. It was back in the early part of like two thousand three and four and five. And she was like, "Death." Were you she, in love? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah 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 yeah. She it liked was, it smooth. Oh yeah. She she. It was back when like it was back when that was very in like that like. Guys shouldn't have any hair time period, like period. Bro, did you do it yourself? Oh, God, no. No, 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 no. Went, to, went to a joint and got it done? Yeah. Oh, yeah. In Alabama? No, Omaha. And actually, well, yeah, no, all in Omaha. Yeah, it was in Omaha. They got was waxing the- places in Omaha? Oh, yeah. For men? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm, actually, I'm friends with the girl that used to do it. I'm still friends with her today on, on Facebook. We'll talk on Facebook from time to time. She was cool. So yeah, that the first time it may be one of the most painful. She went with me and it was like a funny that she was like laughing funny. Like she thought it was hysterically funny for the first time was painful. And then after that, it hurts. Oh, it hurt, baby. It, it, there's no debate on that. It hurts. And how women do it on that part of their body. I have no idea. Like, yo man, like, what are you doing? Cause up here hurt enough. Like around the nipples hurt enough. You go down South below the belt line. And I was not doing that. Like, no, thank you. We're not going near that part. And women do it consistently. And yikes. Yeah. They're tougher than us. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred. I mean, they have, they have babies. They get this, they get Joe. Yeah. Just wax it. Clean it up. (laughs) What? No, man. I had yeah. a little tear. I don't shed a little tear. Just you know, just it, it, I don't say much. Oh, the I first when it when it pops up the first the first time, it's like oh my gosh, that's the most painful thing in the world. And then it gets easier as it goes because the the hair follicles come. It gets looser, but you're like it's tight in the beginning and it's rip and it hurts like unbelievable amounts. Like the point, like they rip and then they'll put pressure down on it because it hurts less when you press on it. Really? Oh yeah, that's one way of, of like surviving your way through it is that they'll Never rip it off it. and then they'll press their hands on it. 
Wow. It stings like a mother. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That was about a two and a half year experiment. And then I stopped doing that. That was uh, about 15 years ago. So what was, haven't that done that woman, in what was that woman's name? Oh, we're not getting into this now. All right. She's a source of a lot of issues in my life. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of things in my life were, were, were altered for that relationship. <laughs> like, yes. So to this day, it still alters things in my life, unfortunately. I mean, I'd have to draw the line somewhere. Like, I really like it when you shave your chest. Well, I really like it when you do these other things, too. That was the trade-off. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You like this. I like this. You do this. I'll do that. Okay. I drew the line though. When that, when that <laughs> one told me, you know, I'm not getting rid of this cat. I said, I'm definitely allergic. I can't be over here with the cat. She goes, you could take medicine. Oh, okay. I, I mean, to be picks, in a relationship, take Samson, medicine. She picked Samson, the cat over me. I oh, get it. I could see people. Good. I mean, that's today. Today's world. That's not that crazy. You know, people will do that. If you weren't going to get married, if you're going to marry the person, then that was kind of the symbol. We were going to move to a place together and live yeah, together. Yeah, but I she wasn't really going to marry. Cat. I mean, her, I you learned that she wasn't really in long term. Like if she's picking a cat over you. Yeah, that idea. was easy. <laughs> you know, it's time to move on. It's like, oh, picking a cat over me. Goodbye. See you so later. Your mother can take the cat. Let's go. Right. You know, we can go, you can go see the cat at your mother's. I can't breathe. I could die. <laughs> oh, oh, just take that medicine. You'll be fine. Oh, yeah. I can't. Not, you take not, medicine. Goodbye. That's to it. be in a relationship. Shave I mean. your chest. No, I like it. I'll keep it tight and close. Yeah. Go get that waxed. You got to remember, though, like this was a day in time, like being single in your 20s. Like you got to go back to that part of like 2002, 3, 4 world was different 15 20 years ago right. being single different. I, I couldn't imagine like could not imagine being 20 25 years old right now I, I the, the the world was hard enough but watching my college kids watch what they go through watch what the kids at UNLV go through it's unbelievable like every single one of them has a horror story about being bullied cyber bullied Ooh. all of them like bad bad <laughs> like stuff that you're like Holy crap. They're like, yeah, like anxiety and like going home from school and like not being able to go to class and like really bad stuff in popular, not popular, jock, not jock, bad, bad. Oh, well, I feel for your daughters, man. Oh, it's a, it's I, I'm learning something about life every day. They're in a every tough spot. Single they, day. And being then I got always the kids that I do the cash considerations with. I mean, newbie just turned 30, but you need, he's 27 in New York. Yeah. Single. You should hear the stories. Yeah. Oh. It's, oh. it's unbelievable. I mean, the, the idea that when I, I guess we had, I had, I had cell phones when I was in my twenties, obviously, but like this constant, like I am available to you at every moment. And if I'm not, there's something I'm actually consciously not available for you. I don't know how they deal with that. Like when you're dating someone in generally in your early twenties, you're somewhat insecure, both men and women are somewhat insecure and they want to keep tabs on each other as to what you're doing and where you're going and who you're with. If you don't answer your phone or answer a text message or something, you can be found in so many different ways. Oh, you posted at 1030 at night. I saw that tweet. Oh, I saw that Instagram post. Oh, I saw that Facebook. You like someone's Facebook post, like whatever it might be. It's nuts. The stalking level is insane. It was bad enough when I was in my 20s, they could stalk you. Now it's like you leave a cyber trail. You're going to shut your phone off or say like my phone died. 
which is the obvious lie. Oh, my phone died. <laughs> like, what do you mean your phone died? <laughs> your phone never dies. Oh, it died today. Sign me up to see you later. Like, I, 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 I where were you? I don't know. <laughs> well, do you right? want to know where I was? Nope. <laughs> right? No. I was home watching a game. Where were you? I was out. Okay. Like now, I, I don't know. I didn't I didn't worry about it then. I mean, you know, I used to go to Barnes and Noble for three hours and read books and go home. I'll put you know, this up because that's this what is, I did this, for fun. This is this is too good. I, I can't put the entire thing and it won't fit on the the whole screen. Oh, no. But what since, are you up to right now? Since we're talking about this now, I was gonna add this, but I'll add it, I'll add it anyway because it's I wasn't going to, but now I'm going to because have to. I was talking Just with made Steph. the executive decision that I was that. talking. I was talking with Stephanie about this. Stephanie Smalls is going to do this on, on on her show today a little bit, but but get a lot of this, okay? There, right. there are 20 different ones. I can only fit so much on this, but this is making the rounds on the internet right now. List of places women absolutely refuse to go on a first date, and thank you to the ladies who reached out to me to help me make this list. Okay. Number one, Cheesecake Factory. Number two, Applebee's. Number three, Chili's. Number four, Chipotle. Number five, Olive Grove. Number six, The Movies. Number seven, Your House. Number eight, Any Fast Food Chain. Nine, Buffalo Wild Wings. Ten, Wingstop. Eleven, Red Lobster. Okay. <laughs> like, what are we doing, boys? Like, this is this is not a good... If this is where guys are taking women on first dates, we got a problem. Where should you take them on a first date? Buffalo Wild Wings and Wingstop should not be on this list. You don't like wings? You should not be going to Buffalo Wild Wings or Wingstop on a first date. Why no. not? Why not? What if she likes wings? I mean, the general opinion of women is that they're not going to, unless she suggests it, I'm going to say 95% of women would say no to Buffalo Wild Wings or to B-dubs. Really? Wingstop. Yeah. <laughs> on a first date? Yes. Yes. What if she says yes? Well, if she wants to go, that's fine. But this is not, I mean, all of these things are having to do with eating. And I was talking, do you to want Stephanie. to take her to Cleaver, spend a nickel and be miserable? No, I don't think you should eat ever on a first date. I don't okay. think first date should be anything to do with food. I don't think you should, it's too awkward. You don't know what they like. You don't know what they, we, it's, it's an awkward situation. First date should be light and casual and just like somewhere you can go and talk and that's it. Which is I, where? I think, well, for me, it would be like a farmer's market or a street fair, and you could go either grab a drink somewhere that or grab, grab I coffee. Put in my eyes, listen. To oh, that. that's you got to go somewhere you can actually have a conversation with somebody. Get to know dinner's actually, a really good spot. I mean, no, a quiet place, a quiet booth at Applebee's is great. I hate eating. I think it's awkward. Eating in general is awkward with a person you don't know. I want casual. I want a way out too. I want a way if it's really going weird. Oh I can, well, you I got can a get different. Out. That's a different standard. And I can get out. Way out. Yeah, I want, to, I want a way out. If, if, if it's awkward and we're like, ah, okay, I'm going to go over here. You go over here. See you later. Bye. You can just go and, uh, on your way. If you're in a public place and it's simple and it's easy, parks are the same thing. I want conversation and casual. I don't want anything sit down. I don't want to be locked into a booth. I don't want to be locked into ordering, you know, who's paying what, you know, what she's ordering. It's understood you're, you're paying. Of as, course. As, as that's guy, our you, world. But it's not Dave anymore. I mean, that's, that's I, I agree with you. I suggest I'm paying. Like, it's simple. <laughs> but they like, get, you know, mad. but like I tell, my, I tell my daughters, offer to pay. See? Every time, offer to pay. And some get mad. Some, if you're paying, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, we're, we're not, you're not paying. Okay. If you're, no, it's, hey, I asked you out. It's my response. I want, and No. Okay. Well, now there's that all awkward situation of like, well, I'm not trying to be rude. Awkward. I'm not trying to be archaic, but I think that that's right. like the guy's role. Well, that's an antiquated way of thinking. It's not the way it's done anymore. 
Okay. <laughs> Part of the problem, and I can ask Stephanie this next time she comes on, is what do you want? They don't know what they want. So now she, we're going to make lists where you can't go. Well, where can we go? <laughs> she agreed with me, though. You shouldn't have food. Food is out. Food's awkward. Oh, my God. I don't think you can't have food. Can't have drinks. Going to the movies too. Can't go to movies. I think go to church. Used to go to church. Can't go to church no more. Non-denominational. People used to meet at church for the first time. That's different. Well, that's different. Meeting somebody in church is different than taking them to church on a date. Two different things. I guarantee there's people down south that go to church on a date and then go to lunch after. Two things that you say are crossed off the list. Yes, for me. <laughs> yes, both those things are. Uh huh. Yes, absolutely. Yes, but I think you're probably right about that because Wednesday would probably be a time they would go on a date. They wouldn't go on Sunday, but they'd go on Wednesday. Yeah, I could definitely, I could a hundred percent see a Wednesday church date, <laughs> which is so awkward and weird to me. But some people might find that thing to be endearing. Nothing or, or, is. I mean, seriously, nothing is. I went on it out with the girls in Curacao. Right. They said, we're going to the club. And I'm like, you know, I don't know if I want to go to the club. And they're like, hell no. You know, Dave, come to the club with us. And I went to the club in Curacao. And I had been to the clubs in like California. <laughs> I had been to the clubs in Florida. Right. You know, other kind of clubs, gentlemen's clubs, all kinds of things. I, I showed up at this club trying to be cool with the locals. And they slapped me up against that wall and frisked me so hard. I thought I was get, I didn't think I was making it out of there. And they're like, let's dance. Is dancing a good first date? Uh, not personally, no. But some people would say yes. If you're trying to close the deal on the first date, yes. That's rule number one. If you're trying to close the deal, dancing on a first date is a good idea. Yes, There's I, no title shots on a first date. I don't oh, care no, who you are, that, what but, you think, what you're trying to do. Because if that's your goal, you probably should just, just go get a title shot. Don't worry about the date. I agree, but I, I think if you're, last. if you're trying to close on the first date, dancing would probably be a good, good idea. I generally do not do that. So that, And I can't really dance anyway. I don't really find dancing fun, and it's loud. I want to talk. I'm a talker. I want to have, I want to have a conversation. That's what I mean. Everybody's different. Yeah. Stephanie's making lists. I'm going to talk. No, that's her. not her list. She just, she just put the list. She grabbed onto it and tweeted it out. I saw it. It's all over the place right now. It's all over Instagram. Women are commenting like crazy on They're this. They're making all these lists. And what, what, what are they doing? I mean, there's some truth to it. I'm sorry, but BW3 and Wingstop should not be a first date spot unless she uh, unless she asks. If okay? you like B-dubs and you want to watch games. <laughs> you, can't, you can't do that, Dave. On a first date, you can't do that. Even in our profession, you can't do that. Like, I'm a single guy. I would never in a million years go on a first date. I haven't had a first date since my divorce. So I'm all, I'm uh, my divorce was finalized a week ago, one year, a week ago. I've not had a date. Man, you remember so, how excited that day was? For oh, I was so happy for you just to be able to breathe. Oh, my God. When I got the paperwork done. It's one year. I've been single for one year now. And told I don't know when I'll date again. Lot. I was like, oh. <laughs> I, I told you. That's right. right. We were coming out of that meeting. Right, right, right. We were coming out of the meeting. And I I pulled you aside before, before we go in. That's what I tell you. You're like, what? Like, I signed the papers an hour ago. We're good. I almost started crying. I was so happy. <laughs> 
I really was. I was like, oh, thank you. I I hugged you. I was like, oh, yeah, I was so happy. I was so happy. I was like, oh, God, it's over. Let's go have this meeting. Yeah, right. That that, that guy didn't tell us nothing either. Oh, but I mean, we just we walked in. I was like, yep, just let you know. I'm like, yeah, it's it's done. So it's been a year. But it's like when I go back into the dating pool, whenever that might be. I won't be going to Buffalo Wild Wings, and I love BW threes, and I love Wingstop. I wing, I Wingstop two days ago. Right before that was that was my last meal before I started phase one of the Hard seventy five. You know, second phase. Okay. I had Wingstop. That was my last cheat meal. Was having Wingstop because I love Wingstop. Would not take someone on a date there. That would not be. Um, no. <laughs> Watch a game. Get some lemon pepper. I mean, you know. Hey, let's go. I, I get it, but that's not uh, the if she wants to do if she, yeah, if she wants if she was, to do that. Yeah. If it's her idea, then oh my gosh, if she's the one picking that, then I think you can finish up a winner. If she's like, let's go have some wings and hang out and have some beer. All right, okay, interesting. But and that's say, the way every one of my daughters is gonna be. It already is. That's really? the problem. Yeah. That's not a problem. Why is that a problem? Because every guy wants to go out oh. with them, and every oh. guy's like, Oh, this is the one. She likes sports. Oh. Yeah, she got a better arm than you too, most likely. But yeah, let's play catch. Yeah, yeah, they love it's, wings. Yeah, it's hard though. I mean, oh. I I've gone back and forth on this. So I married somebody not in my profession, not in the media. Right. Every other person I'd had a serious relationship with in my life was in the media, all of them. And so I just I met someone who I did not I I made like a conscious decision not to date people in the media anymore because it wasn't working. And so I was dating non-media people and then I met my wife, ex-wife. And that was a revelation for, because we had two different things. Right. And so I don't know now what I would like, except I know she has to have a passing interest. She can't be angry about it. She can't go again, again. Again, right. you're doing this again. You have to understand right. my job. Like that was always the thing that my ex and I used to fight over all the time because she would be like, you don't have to do this. You want to do this. I'm like, no, I have to do this. Like this right. is important part of my job. I'm like, no, you don't. You can do whatever you want. Like, no, no, I need to watch this game. This is important. I know it seems like it's it's also for fun. I'm very lucky. I'd be doing this anyway. It just happens to be part of my job. And that is a difficult hurdle for some people to come over. They don't really understand that. Biggie Media J27 people do. just came in a chat and said, everybody loves wings. Biggie J's right. Everyone I'm loves a, wings. I am. It's my favorite food. It's my everybody favorite food. Wings. I would never take a girl on a date there. <laughs> and I love Wingstop. Wingstop's my favorite wings. I struggle because I've tried almost every wing place here in, in Nevada. I like some of them, but at the end of the day, I go back to Wingstop. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, it's, it's, I, I just know. go back. I don't want to. I don't like chain. I'd rather go local, but I go back to Wingstop just because I'm a. It's I consistent. Really, it's good. It's just good. It's good wings, and some wings are small. Some wings are too. I'm thinking threaded. the next iteration of P. Ralt and yeah, you know, title shots. I don't think it's a media person. Just probably just, not. Just putting it out there. I just I've I mean, you got to find the right one like that just understands it know. and gets it like the whole the thing. media people get it. It was it was the, the, the why I love dating media people was because they just understood. There was no questions. There was no they didn't yes. have to explain what I was doing like they knew just instinctively knew what I was doing. Why are you uh, tweeting that? Why are you doing a Twitter spaces? Why are you doing this? Why are you going to that event? Like they just understood. Right. It comes with the territory. Right. So not having to explain that is really nice. 
the difference for me oftentimes was that my schedules were so wonky. Wonky schedules. It had to fit in with someone who was on a similar schedule, made it easy to date them. We don't have that problem now. We do, you know, we, we do whatever we want. So <laughs> that problem's gone, luckily for us. So, right. Anyways, what happened last night? Diamondbacks. Well, game seven in Philadelphia, they go and win game six and game seven, four, two win. As you pointed out astutely, six and oh now. When they steal a base, they win. That was on with you and Ranieri. <laughs> I came on in the first inning and I said, they stole the base, game over. Right. <laughs> we, were, we were joking, but it was true. They stole the base. They, stored, they well, scored they first. Gave up and the they lead. The yep, they did. And, and they got it right back. back. So that was, but yeah, as soon as they stole the base and got the lead, I really thought, all right, it is over. You know, um, man, it was impressive. They just, they, the bullpen again, shut them down. They got the lead, shut them down. Was it? Your analogy was spot on though. I thought about it more. It was spot on. You said it yesterday. The Phillies became the three-point shooting team in the NCAA tournament. Ugh. And when they went cold, they scored so many of their runs from solo home runs. Ugh. And because they weren't able to hit the ball out of the ballpark because the Diamondback bullpen got hot. And you got to give Lavulo. I mean, he was really good. Lavulo was really good with the bullpen. He did a oh. lot of. He was really good with who to come in, when to put guys on, when to figure out what guys to face. He, he veered Lavulo. off the, the 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 plan though. Like he put a guy in in the seventh when he was only going to pitch the eighth because he knew I got to get this out. Yeah, this guy cannot get on base. I got to give him my best shot right now. He was awesome. Yeah, and to my Red Sox brethren, be happy for Mike Hazen. Be happy for Lavulo. Stop, stop doing this. Like. Those are our guys. Why are they there? Why aren't they here thing? I I don't like it's frustrating whenever somebody comes from the Red Sox or a Boston sports team and Boston sports fans get pissed off. Pablo Bell, a famous guy who's now battling a pretty, you know, he's, he's pretty sick, but he used to say the line, why can't we get guys like that? Whenever somebody would leave, it was his tagline on the local news. He's worked with WBZ in Boston and he would, whenever somebody left Boston and did well, he would say, why can't we get guys like that? Oh, and that's the method. That's what I'm seeing a ton of from Red Sox fans on social media going like Mike Hazen is from the Red Sox. Why isn't he the GM here? He was able to go build a team for pennies in Arizona. He hires Tori Lavulo, takes him off the Red Sox bench and he goes and wins, you know, is winning, is winning the national league playing for the world series. Just be happy for them. Like, don't worry about where they came from. It, right. it diminishes their accomplishment in my mind when you do that, because who knows if they could have done it in Boston. They did it in Arizona. That's all they need to know about that. Right. But the Phillies have to ask themselves some questions. Do they not about the way their lineup is built? Uh, I mean, maybe, you know, how do you go back home and not, and like, I mean, they didn't, Harper didn't get a hit. In Philly, game six and seven. Yep. That's a huge part of the lineup. Bohm hit a solo shot yesterday, but otherwise he don't get a hit in <laughs> four or five games. Middle of the lineup struggled. Bryson got that hit to go ahead with for the Phillies, stand on a second base. I could just, I mean, I could hear his voice as he was just screaming and beating his <laughs> chest. And I was like, all right. <laughs> If the Diamondbacks aren't going to get there and I'm going to have a small win on this damn exacta, at least it was Bryson that did it to me. Because right then I thought, uh, son of a gun, 
we got it was Bryson that's gonna do it. I can live with this. I was I was like, all right, I think the Phillies might win this. And then they answered in the fifth. Soon as they answered and went ahead, I was like, huh, that's it. And like I was texting back and forth with Norm, a couple other Philly fans that I know. Did they go? Did Norm go? And that he did not know and he was stressed. He was like, and as soon as they got out of the seventh, I think it was two, three, four, hit in the seventh. He said it's done. Oh, yeah. Once they went through that, once they got through knowing that they could record a win without having to face Schwarber or Harper again, you felt like, okay, they are in trouble because the bottom of the lineup did nothing. Cassianos hit a solo shot in his first at bat and didn't get a hit again the rest of the series. Oh, for the rest of the series. I mean, that's crazy. So like, you know, just in terms of what he, the bottom of the lineup really, really struggled for the Phillies and they went cold. And when you go cold at home, playing at home is somewhat of a detriment because everyone's butt cheeks are so tight. They're not breathing. You can't hear a pin drop in the place and you know that, oh my gosh, we're going to lose. That's hard to play through. That's pressure. That's a, it's a detriment to be at home in that state in that point. And it lets the road team just be carefree. You're playing with house money stealing bases you're going ahead i mean guys can get thrown out rounding first base but you're scoring runs and you know you're padding the lead i, I was so impressed with the diamondbacks i i, I was so just impressed so impressed with them they're just such an interesting fun team to watch Marte is such a fun mvp for him we bet that oh. congratulations my gosh the prices on that going into the going into the series were enormous and and he's got a hit He's got the longest hitting streak in like uh, the Diamondbacks postseason history. Something I don't know. He's, he's on base all the time. I was talking to Joe on on Sports Grid. I said, "Better to get a hit today. He gets a hit every game." Took him three at bats, but he got on. Corbin Carroll is an unbelievable player. He's so fast. He's, he's so, so good. Fast. Um, and the way that they they like they pitch to location. To mm-hmm. then get defense, they have strikeout, miss swing and miss stuff. I, I don't know. I thought Philly did everything they could have. You know, they tried. I mean, they they threw Wheeler in at the back end of that game to stop. You, you just knew when it got to be four two, it was like, all right, can't allow another run. No more. Right. That's it. So yeah, whatever. You can't go to Kimbrel. You can't go. As it's over, you throw Wheeler in there. He came in and got the outs necessary, and uh, the Phillies couldn't challenge with it. it. Was it was just great? It was the, the whole thing. Timely All that being hitting. said, can they can they win? Yes, they can. This number is I, I disagree with this number entirely. Really, entirely, I entirely disagree. Minus one eighty to me. Did this is not right? Rangers are too big of a favorite. I don't care if they have home field or not. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> Rangers having home field is a detriment to me, not a benefit. <laughs> so I went after we did the show, I went and had lunch and I'm sitting there trying to figure out, all right, what, what am I going to do here? This series price is if Philly wins has to be. So what is the series price? If, if Arizona wins. So I text a couple guys and they're like, it's not much different. I'm like, you guys, it's, it's going to be minus 150, minus 160. It shouldn't be, but it is. All right, we'll see. I don't know, blah, 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 blah. You know, nobody's paying any attention. Everybody's like, it's they're paying attention to hockey. 
They're getting ready for the NBA. There's the, you know, no, it was an afterthought yesterday. I can't believe it with a lot of people, but it was. So I did one thing yesterday. I mean, I had the tickets and, you know, it's almost like studying for a final and you walk in trying to cram. Ah, You know, I did it my freshman year. I'd be like walking to take a test and I'd be reading notes and, you know, stuff and going, all right, just remember this. Remember that feeling. And then I got to my sophomore year and I was like, sorry, Will, fuck it. I studied all I could. I walked, listened to music, got in the right space, sat down, took the test. Results are going to be what they are. Anything I'm going to do from that walk to class wasn't going to help. Just relax, listen to some Stevie Wonder, get in the right place, whatever it was. So I'm sitting at lunch and I go, yep, I got to go back to Texas for some more to win the World Series. It was minus 120. So I went and bet Texas for more just to add to the pile because I knew they're in. Yeah. And I still wasn't sure who was going to win last night. And I had both sides. So I said, it's going to be a better price. And and I still don't know who's pitching for Texas. But if I get Evaldi, he's probably going to be a pretty big favorite. Right. If Texas wins. Game one. Right. Then we can go take plus 250 or something on Arizona. Yeah. So I, I bet Philly bet plus 120 before game six. They lost game six. They lost game seven. So then, uh, but I bet plus 142 on the D-backs last night to win. Right. To hedge off that plus 120. Yeah. I'm going to bet the D-backs here pre, and I'm going to see how the prices go and see if I can get plus plus on both sides. Because if the D-backs win game one, what does the price go to? They get home field. Small. Small favorite. Right. Yeah. Or, or, or pick, pick them. Or I mean, pick, it, might, right? it yeah. depends. Like or if pick. they come again, I would map it out with the pitchers. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. The sooner we get fought in there, He's I'm good phenomenal. with it. He's My phenomenal. man He's is pitching. zinging it, slinging it. But Kelly oh. at home. I mean, if you throw Kelly at home, you're going to feel pretty good about throwing Merrill Kelly at home. Him on the road's the problem. So I want to see Kelly at home. And, I, don't, I mean, I don't, I don't care where we pitch him. I don't know what he did in Philly. Th- that game he pitched in Philly, game mm-hmm. six, to keep the season alive. Yep, I'm good with him starting anywhere in Arizona and Texas on the moon. <laughs> I serious, I don't, it don't matter to me. Like I, I, he was a dog. He was pitching smart. He was moving the ball all over the place. He didn't want to come out of that game. Am I insane to I'm say in- this? Am I insane? I think the pitching matchup favors the Diamondbacks. They got the better bullpen. Yes. Now we now we got to match starters. Gallon, Evaldi, pick them. I mean, I I don't know. Agreed. I agree. You got then Montgomery Kelly and um Montgomery. Yeah, right. Montgomery's going to go into game two. All right, I got to go do the splits and see how the, the Diamondbacks did against lefties and all that other stuff. Uh-huh. But that ain't that far. That's a slight advantage. Maybe the way he's pitching right now to Texas, slight. Then what? Game three. Then uh, what? Then, well, I mean, it's it's for me, game three is probably going to be fought. Yeah, we yeah. fought. Yeah, he'll go game three. We'll, we'll I would fought. think so. And then you're countering with Scherzer. 
Max would go game three. Okay. Give me fought. Right. <laughs> right. Give me fought. I agree. And that's what, because and then you're going with Thompson and Ginkle and Sewell. And the, 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 uh, look, I think the, uh, the reason why I don't like the price is because this assumes the Rangers in that bullpen gets people out. I don't trust it. Who do you trust in that Rangers bullpen? Throw Chapman, please. Like, give me every, give me all of them. I, I, Rangers have a bullpen problem in this World Series. A seven-game series is a problem in my mind for a timely hitting team. When they get the lead, they're going to sit on it. It's three-two in the sixth inning. They're going to sit on it. They're lined up in that bullpen to run out there and close out 10, 11 outs and get to wins. I don't see the same path for the Rangers. So the Rangers got the best lineup. They do, 100%. But the the Astros were their rival. Okay, the Astros, they had blood hatred for that team. Yeah. They don't have anything with Diamondbacks. This is this is this is not going to have the same juice. This series is not going to have the same Oh, I don't know, man. I, uh, this I is know. not this is not this is different. This is the World Series, okay? So it's got the juice it's got the I juice think of the, the Diamondbacks World Series. were 3 and 1 against them in a regular season, by the way. Diamondbacks should not Diamondbacks be my, they, this should months. not be a minus 180 line. This line, this number does not make any sense to me. D-backs are live to win this to win the World Series. There's, the line should be minus 120. Would I bet yeah. it yesterday? I knew that was the right number. Yep. And I said, all right, I'm going to try to – this is what would happen in a risk room. Like somebody would randomly just pop into one of our properties and like send, you know, 3,600 to win three dimes on the Rangers to win a World Series at minus 120. And I'd be like, that guy thinks that the Rangers are going to win game one. Okay. You know, or he thinks this number is going to be adjusted because of something. Well, the number was adjusted because Arizona won. Why would it adjust? Like, why would it be pick them against Philly mm-hmm. and, oh, and and then minus one seventy against Arizona? Mm-hmm. I don't I don't see much difference between those two teams. Now we see the difference is the pitching. Well, if they find a way to keep the ball in the ballpark, they're going to be in every game. Yeah, it, it's a much different ballpark than Philadelphia and Texas, for that matter. Yeah, I mean. I mean yeah, it's a desert, so the ball does travel. That's a big ballpark. It doesn't give it nearly as many home runs. Brother Dan just came in the chat and said, I didn't study in college. That is a complete fallacy lie. Talk about somebody not studying in college. Brother Dan, very guilty. You didn't study in college? Everything I did was outside of this. I tell my kids all the time. Everything I did that got my career had nothing to do with my – I graduated with a 2.8 GPA. Did you really? Yeah. Everything I did, I was outside of the classroom. I spent hours upon hours. My professors were so angry with me because I would get notes from the athletic department for missing class because I was broadcasting games all over the country. So I would just walk in and give them notes and they'd be like, where were you? California. Where were you? Ohio. Where were you? Florida. Why? Calling games. What? <laughs> like, it was awesome. I, I had constant notes being written by the athletic department to get me out of class. That's pretty cool, actually. <laughs> so like, but they hated me for it. They hated me. I, I I took a class. I had to take an elective writing class. I took a Chinese poetry class my sophomore year. And the professor took me hold aside. On, hold on, hold on. It, was, <laughs> it was what? A Chinese poetry class. So I took it because it was it was on this list of electives. And I had to take one like creative writing, creative type of course for, for my gen ed, for my comm degree. And so I took this class. And I'm just like really like snotty, stuck up. <laughs> I don't know what you want to call it, highfalutin, like, you know, hold your nose type of like 
pretentious professor. I All remember teachers are probably all like, Oh yeah. He took me, he took me aside after like the third or fourth week. And I'd been gone for a couple of he, took, he said, Matthew, um, can I ask you a question? I said, yeah. He goes, why are you in this class? <laughs> and I, and I said, what do you mean? I go, I, 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 I like this. I want to learn about this. This is neat. And he's like, you're never going to use any of this. I go, I'm not going to use any of this stuff, professor. I was like, what are you talking about? I go, I'm going to be a broadcaster. This has got nothing to do. Everything I'm doing here is just for fun. I want to broaden my horizons. And it pissed him off. <laughs> he wanted me, he wanted like, what did he die. want a poet in there? I guess so. You wanted you, he was pissed. He's like, I don't think you should be in this class. I would recommend dropping it. If I were you, I said, no, I'm not going to drop this course. I go, I want to take this class. He gave me a C. I was fine. <laughs> I passed it. It's all I cared about. I go, I need it for an elective. It's a gen ed elective I had to take. That's all I needed it for. It was awesome. But he, I remember him looking at me like I had five heads when I gave him that piece of paper. He was probably steaming. Oh, he, he wanted to burn me. He wanted to kick me. He thought I was missing class for like, you know, on my own. Like, right. When I handed him a piece of paper that said, please excuse Matthew Perrault because he's broadcasting games for the University of Massachusetts student station for our women's basketball team. He was just like, why are you here? <laughs> I was like, huh? I, that was awesome. I loved it. That was like one of my, one of my most favorite moments of college is handing the, <laughs> those pieces of paper as to one out why I was missing class because they couldn't do anything about it. They wanted to rip me, but they couldn't. Yeah. See, I was missing class because I was sleeping. Or I was oh. home watching a Cubs game or something. Uh. Or, or my brothers and I were at the arcade playing NBA jam. <laughs> so you weren't studying then, but I got, I mean, I was on found ways. I stayed up when everybody went to sleep and studied that. Do you I remember ways to, to Cliff, do, did, do you remember the, the yellow cliff notes? <laughs> do I that's remember? It's all I got through. I still have them. <laughs> do you really? That's all I got through college was the yellow cliff. They're notes. in the storage. unit. <laughs> That's that's how like that's literally, literally like I would like you know I took rock for jocks I had all these like electives I didn't need to take geology one hundred and one and like these stupid courses that like one hundred and fifty kids in there and like yeah. I was like I just I had no interest in any of the crap that they'd make you do I still think kids <sighs> I say it to my kids today at UNLV I'm like the fact they make you take gen ed courses is stupid you're paying for this why are you having to take gen ed courses you should take what you want to take or what's a requirement for your major otherwise. I took geology. I took but, algebra two. What the hell? Algebra two. I'm a broadcaster. What are you algebra two for? I would argue because I would argue it teaches you how to think one, but two, eh. it teaches you what you don't want to do either. Fine. I took a theater I'm a class. Major. What the hell am I doing taking drugs for jocks for? I took a theater class at Penn State that I realized like when I was a, I was a finance major, I was going right. to be like Wall Street, all that stuff. And I took this theater class and I liked it. I loved it. I didn't like it. I loved it. And I was like, why can't I do this? And I remember my mother was like, that isn't going to get you a job. It might have though. If you'd if you, if well, you want to be an actor, I, I could have was like, she I was, was a like, film minor. People are like, why are you a film minor? Cause like, cause I, I love film and I love audio. I might go be an audio tech. I thought yeah. about going into that. Like that would be my career. I'd be an audio tech, move to Hollywood and do audio. Yeah. That was my, and I, and I loved it for that reason of watching film and watching how they, you know, how sound was done and how they would do different things in post-production to make the audio clip crisp and clear and everything else. I love that stuff. But that should have been my choice. Instead, I was being forced to take classes that I had absolutely no interest. Like, Madeline made a great point to me the other day, you know, because she hates homework and every kid, you know, she's now in that point where she's like, homework's stupid. And I'm like, hold on, you have to learn homework because it's important. It's, it's process. It's about learning, blah, blah, blah. But she was like, I don't understand. If everything I do in the future is going to have spell check and everything I do, I can do on a calculator. Why do I have to learn these things? I really didn't have an answer for her. <laughs> I was like, 
The kids it's kind of true. The kids know. They t- they say that, and you're just like, you're right. <laughs> like you're right. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, but just do your damn homework. Right. Like that's I, I don't. I, I like I, I. I can't give you an answer, but that's the rules of the school you go to. Yeah. So until you go to your own school, or you have a job, you got to abide by their rules. I didn't know do what to the say homework. To yeah, because she's care. like, because we check her math homework with my calculator, and she's like, "Why are you checking my math homework? Like, that's how I'm going to be doing stuff." I'm like, right, but you should know how to do it. And she's like, "But I'm going to do it with a calculator." That's <laughs> just like, uh, that's kind of true. And she's like, "Shouldn't I learn how to type? Isn't she goes? Isn't it more important to know how to type than it is to learn how to spell?" Amen. <laughs> and I was like, I don't really have an argument for this, Madeline. I was like, Amen. I was like, yes. I was like, I learned how to type very early. I, I learned how to type when I was in sixth grade, basically. And I've learned I can fly. And it's helped me dramatically in college and in, you know, proposals and everything else. I couldn't yep. imagine having to hunt and peck and do it with the fingers. I can roll, I don't know how many minutes, you know, I can type per minute, but it's pretty good. So yes, I was like, that's a good point. Yes, it's a very important skill. Learn how to type. <laughs> Well, let the computer do it. Yeah. And, and I mean, the other thing too, like we'll ask the chat. we got a whole bunch of people in here. You guys like the show. You guys have most of you either gone to college or going to college or maybe never went to college, but what was your GPA? Like, what was your GPA? It does. I mean, we'll, we'll have every number in there. I mean, 2. I graduated 8. with a three, three. I struggled. Good. Like That's I got three, three. That's a B. That's a B. It was almost a three five. Is an it would have been an A. Yeah, that's good. Three three's three is not struggling. But that's I busted good. my ass to do that. Oh, okay. And I realized as the last year came, what am I doing? <laughs> like, what am I doing? And I took a class on audio, where we got to go sit in the studio, play music, and be a DJ. I was in heaven. I said, this is exactly, and the professor was the coolest black guy. His name was Mr. Jernigan. He had done some a stint as a TV camera guy in Pittsburgh, so we had a lot of the same people because I interned at the TV station, at competitor. And he listened to my tape, and he goes, you know, this is definitely what you should be doing, right? I said, thanks. Thank you, sir. There it is. He goes, he goes no, he goes, that was good. He goes, and you like good music too. And I was like, my man, thanks. You know, but it was just, I put them big headphones on. Oh yeah. You know, we had those big like cart machines where you had to put something in and then take it out, play the song while the song was playing. You had the one thing on, you got this on, then there was a read. Record player. Yeah. What the the hell? It was, it was a lot of work. The three ring binders. The whole thing. The whole thing. (laughs) I love telling my class. I'm like, you understand what we had to do when I first started in this business. It's like, you you ever hear of splicing tape? Like, what do you mean? No, they'll never do that. We actually had to physically edit with a razor blade and chalk. What a razor blade like this. We would go ahead. We would have two big wheels. The wheel would spin. We would go with the chalk. You'd write when you want to tape it. You take the reel off. You would slice it with a razor blade. You get tape. You go ahead and put it together. And that was your edit. And then you forgot. It took so long physically to tape it together and do it that you forgot what the sound bite was. Yep. And then you, and then it would catch as the tape would go through the player, it would catch and it would unravel the entire thing. It was unbelievable. I'll never forget when I walked into my sophomore year, my freshman year, I spent literally the entire, almost the whole semester learning how to completely dominate 
editing tape. I was awesome at it. Walked in my second semester, sophomore year, all digital, <laughs> the whole radio station. Right. Was, You're like, why did I spend all that time learning how to do this? It was automatically all done for you. I was like, wait, what you could do that? this on your own now? They're like, yeah, yeah. but we're still going to use carts. So you can still no, kind of use right. your stuff. No, you're not. Digitally, right. we're going to now transfer all of our commercials and all of our stuff. Our, our <laughs> are going to go over to, to digital. Never forget that moment when I walked in. I was like, I can't believe how much time I wasted. I was like, that was a complete waste of time. <laughs> and we, got some, we got some Mensa members in a, in a group. Oh. We got a three, a 3.5. Of course, Chef Benny's a 3.6, of course. Yeah, of course. 3.25, 25, 26, 25. Yeah. Three six C get my degrees was my motto. Yeah, there you go. Two point Oh, pardon me. We got a bachelor's three point two and an MBA four point oh for JC. Four point oh MBA. All right, pardon me, sir. Right. See, that's because here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. That means when he got to do the work that he liked, he, he excelled. He yeah. excelled. That's the yeah. whole. That's the problem with paying. $60,000 to go to college right now is you spend all this money, you go into all this debt and half the time you're doing shit you didn't want to do. Yeah. Broken. System's broken. And I teach in it. It's broken. This all is right. why Stevie Max, the director of security, he's a 1.7. That's okay, Stevie Mac. And he's, he's successful. He's doing what he's supposed to be doing. Right. Grades don't mean nothing. That's a lot of times. Kids, if you're watching this, disregard everything that I'm saying right now. But <laughs> get good grades. I mean, you should try. Yeah. But Pick if stuff you, you like. But if you want to be in a profession where your degree matters, I have been a broadcaster for over 20 years. I've never had a single conversation about what I learned in school. Not a single one. I've never even been asked my GPA by a single person I was going to go work for. I it don't does know. not matter. Again, I don't know what to tell these kids like to major in. Like, what is what is your degree matter in? I don't know. I mean, it matters I don't if you want to be a doctor or a lawyer or a scientist. There's it matters. doctors that got out there that got 2.0s too. I know, but they went in, they, they have a degree in science in some form or fashion. They're undergraduate. And then they went to medical school. And with the medical school, you can't have a 2.0, you get kicked out. So, I mean, it's they, if you need to go to school for an undergraduate and you know you're going to go to the next level, doctor, lawyer, what scientist, then that's fine. Then major whatever the hell you want to major and get through it for four years and then move on to the real. The real time. But for me, I always knew my tape was what mattered. My experience is what mattered. Not my book work, not what I did in the classroom. It's literally it's how I teach at UNLV. I, I tell the kids, I you have to buy the book. If I didn't, if I could tell you not to, I'd say don't buy the book. I would love not to give you quizzes because the book means nothing. The book is just somebody patting their own pockets, requiring you to buy it. All the work we're gonna do is like every Wednesday, we go in the podcast studio. That's your time. Get to work. That's right. when you're going to learn. That's when you're going to excel. That's how you're going to get better. And I mean, I, I teach the class based upon basically how I would want to go and learn. And it's been so good for years so far and kids like it and they enjoy it. And, it, you know, I've seen three of my kids go on to get professional jobs. I hired one of them. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, it's been fun to see, you know, one of my class, one of my students is the first ever female play by play for baseball for the Portland Sea Dogs, amazingly enough. Yeah. So it's it's just fun to watch these kids go and do this and watch them excel because they know what they want to do and they have a chance. Riley Pay, watch the name. Riley Pay is going to be somebody in this business. She's going to be, you know, we'll see where, but Riley Pay is going to be a big person. Okay, ask the BVB. Because my DMs are open and Dave's are not, 
I get inundated with people asking me questions to ask Dave. So I got a bunch of them today, but almost all of them sound exactly like this. This comes from Greg. I'll read two actually, because one is like Nick is, it's not really a, um, he is a, uh, brigade proxy service member and, um, he has a long, he, he, it's more of a statement than a question, but I'll read it after we do. Excellent. Okay. It says, uh, Greg writes, Matt, I think it would be a cool idea to have Dave go over his exact rundown and the process he has used to decide how many tickets he has bought, who he puts in his tickets, when he does it, et cetera. I know baseball playoffs are basically over now and there are no sports close to the start of the playoffs, but I'm definitely intrigued to learn what he does and how he does it. It sounds exciting to hold all these tickets. How would you answer that question? What process did you use to wind up with both sides at plus 400 or more? Waited for the path to be determined so i didn't buy a ticket last year i did this and i started buying tickets in september Mm -hmm. before the uh the bracket was announced and then with mlb i learned that it wasn't i thought they were going to recede which would make it very uncertain as to it would make it much harder for the bottom to make it to the to the world series because they would always have to play the best team. So they might have to go through the three, the two, and then the one, essentially, or the three to one and then the two. So this year I said, fuck it. I'm going to wait until the path is determined. May it cost me some prices? Maybe, maybe not. I didn't know. But I said, we'll wait until the, until the thing comes out. <clears throat> so when it came out, I said, all right. In the National League, the Braves got to play the winner of the Phillies and uh, who was it? Who did the Phillies play the first round? Two games. You're making me blank on this. Um, Hold on. Milwaukee, no. Milwaukee played Arizona. Um, And then the the Phillies (laughs) Play the Marlins. Marlins, thank you. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Right, right, yeah, right, right. So, okay, so now could they win? Absolutely. So get the bare minimum longest odds tickets on the Marlins, but really buy the Phillies tickets because they're going to advance. Same thing. I really thought that the Diamondbacks were going to beat the Brewers, and I said, because last year I fell for the Central teams. I, I, You guys heard me say that all summer. I don't want to fall for the Central teams. I don't want to fall for the Central teams. And I didn't. I said, I'm not getting Milwaukee tickets. I'll get Diamondback tickets. So that's where that's that's how those started. And um, I did not think the Dodgers were going to make it out of the, the National League. I just didn't think they were had enough pitching. So I was like, all right, we're going to go in on those three teams, Atlanta, Philly, Diamondbacks. Essentially, I think one of those three is going. We'll see what happens. And in the American League, listen, uh, I, I love Kevin D- dearly, supervisor at Circa, Baltimore guy. I didn't think Baltimore was going to go. They're the one seed. I'm like, all right, so what's the path to beating them, the 4-5 matchup? Texas or Tampa? Either one of those teams could win that, and either one of those teams could beat Baltimore. Buy the Texas tickets, buy the Tampa tickets. If Baltimore goes – all right, we're going to gamble a little that, you know, and then I'm going to have to fix it if they get to the second round. 
If they, you know, if they don't get past the first round, I save the money. I don't have to buy the tickets. And the other one in the American League was the two seed was uh, was Houston. Houston, right, yeah. And I I did this last year, and I didn't get the Houston tickets until they were going to win to get in the ALCS. And I said, I'm not doing that again. I better get some Houston over, you know, Atlanta, Houston over Philly, Houston over uh, the Diamondbacks. At minimum, I better. And remember, guys, also, the, you were betting this even during series. So, well, some, no, this was all before. This was, I did all this work before. Okay. That was, you that also was were betting. Started. Okay. Then, once Arizona advanced, they win two games like they're in. Yeah. Like, perfect. Well, then you had to go buy other tickets to make sure that that ticket either was added to live, whatever. Right. You know, so now once we knew the four in each league, I had to go. When a team lost, I usually went and I got another ticket on them. Like two days ago or three days ago, Houston's up 3-2 and Philly's up 3-2. You know what tickets I bought? <laughs> Texas against Arizona. Mm-hmm. It was 80-1 to one three days ago. It was 80-1. to one. I'm like, guys, you know, and I I mean, I because I had the other tickets. I was buying the, the, the ones as like the Phillies tickets. I probably have the most on a team. Mm-hmm. The number of tickets is probably on the Phillies. Wow. Because, because their odds weren't, they were adjusting as the favorite most of the way. So I was like, oh, I got to get another ticket on the Phillies. They want right. another game. I, got so another I, I guess the, the long story short in all of this is that you put in hours of work on this. This was not like a one, one, you didn't go to the counter once and buy two tickets, Texas over Arizona, Arizona over Texas and walk away. Like, it's not how you, you're doing this. This is constant, a daily thing you've been doing by going and buying tickets on a variety of systems and, and hoping to come out profitable. Yeah. Yeah, this is the, my wife. Like, this is borderline. You know, last October, she thought this was ridiculous. She's like, Why are you going to the sports book every day? And I said, Because I don't want to do it on an app. And it, I mean, two, it got me out of the house, but like, I had to go see a guy about a thing. Usually meant buying a ticket, buying two tickets or something, you know, or getting there and a price being changed and having to go to another book. I got tickets from every book in town. <laughs> Every single book in town. I had made a bet at Santa Fe in, I don't know, six months, maybe. Minimum. It's the one right closest to my house. I was so excited when I walked in there yesterday. Yeah. I, you know, we went there and watched the game the other night. Right. I said, you know what? Maybe they got the same price on Texas as everybody else. Maybe. So I went and had a nice lunch by myself. And I said, I'll stop at the Fe and see what happens. And they had it. I was like, oh, I don't have to go downtown. You know, so yes, it's a constant work in progress. But like I told you before, if you have to spend, if I told you you had to spend like, say, Mm $8,000 to go collect $12,000 profit, you get your eight. No, you get your eight back and you you profit $4,000 in a month. Would you do it? Of course. If you gave an investment guy $8,000 and he told you in 30 days, you You're going to have a minimum. If things go the worst they could possibly go, I'm going to give you about $10,500. Oh, you're going to make you're going to make 30% on your money. Right? 800 
8,000, you're going to make $2,400. So 10,400. Wait a second. I'm going to give you 8,000. You're going to give me 30%. You're going to be my money back plus 30%. No risk. In 30 days. In 30 days. That's how long the baseball playoffs are. You'd kill for that. And if he told you that if you give me $8,000 and things go absolutely swimmingly perfect, now that's a long shot, but if things go really right, you're going to absolutely not probably double your money and then some. Fuck, you, of course you'd do it. 100%. No risk. The right. worst you can do is if it's Houston and Philly, the worst you could do is you're probably going to make, I don't know, say 25%. You're going to make, you're going to spend 8,000 and you might collect 10. It's okay, better than you get losing. all that 8,000 back plus another two. And you had a lot of fun. Yeah. On top of that, you had a lot of fun doing it, following it along and, and watching and waiting. It's, it's true. Uh, Nick writes this. This is more of a statement than more of a um, question, but he writes in, I am definitely not one to send a lot of messages to people on Twitter. I, I'm more of a leave them a good review and let them be kind of guy. But since I've listened to you since the beginning and met Dave and you signing up for the contest, I figured I'd follow up. You seem to enjoy the interaction from time to time. I do. My Arizona future has a life. I ended up hedging with both Atlanta and Philly to win the NL. I don't remember the odds, but I ended up spending about 250 bucks to do it. So my AZ future right now is worth 1,050 bucks at this point. I connected with your show because I appreciate with the daily picks. I'm an everyday-ish gambler using strictly fun money. So about 25, 50 bucks a bet. As I said in my previous messages, no. So no, 1050 isn't life-changing, but also I want to come away with something. I haven't developed into what that's going to be as of now. Odds in my area have Texas at about minus 165. At most, I'm going to throw down 330 bucks on Texas to come away with about 200 or 700 bucks profit. Or maybe let it ride and enjoy the roller coaster of Texas bullpen. <laughs> there you go. I love <laughs> I love the BVB. Tell the people over at, at Betting Pros to give you a raise as well, uh, or or let me tell them myself. Definitely appreciate your proxy service. Hopefully, you guys will do it next year. Because after eight weeks of trying to talk three of my buddies out of picking the largest favorites on the board, I think I'm gonna go ahead and add a second team and go off on my own next year. Not saying my picks don't lose; they definitely do. But telling people not to lay <laughs> double digits on the road for favorites is getting tiring. LOL. I hope your brother is doing well with his farm. He's doing better. I hope your friend Daryl is doing better with cancer. He passed away, unfortunately. I hope Dave is all right with all these doctor appointments. Nothing but good things coming your way in 2024. Uh, I don't know what TLDR, what does that stand for? Do you know? T-L-D-R. Talk later. I don't know. Yeah, he, he writes TLDR at the end. Put it Appreci in the chat, TLDR, yeah. what that means. Somebody so, in the chat guarantees Yeah, he goes, TLDR, appreciate your daily show and answering my questions on BVB. I'm following up about my questions I sent in, letting you know that about my age of the future. Undecided if I'm going to hedge or not, but looks like I'm going to let it ride. If I use it, I'm going to use that cash to sign up for an additional entry for the circuit Amen. contest and, of course, use you guys as a proxy next year. That's from Nick. It's so. perfect. That's, I mean, that's the fun of like, listen, the day-to-day -day grind is hard. You guys know, <laughs> you, 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 you specifically know P Ralt. like trying to find winners every day is really tough. And yeah. sometimes you can be on the absolute dead nuts, right side and lose. Like what I'm doing with this stuff is not gambling. Like I'm it's in the gambling space, but I'm basically what the book does is you put out all these future prices 
and you hold 20%. It doesn't matter who wins. If if certain teams win, we're going to hold 50%. But if if the right teams win, if whatever, and you just you, you can't lose unless you're gambling. And the way I learned this business was we don't gamble. We just earn. So this is my way of doing it without getting involved in a day today. Now, and I can't say that I don't get involved because I'm sitting there. I sat with you the other night while we ate pizza and watched the baseball game. I was betting each side. I was betting one side. I was betting the total. I was betting the total. I was betting the total. Like last night, I got caught betting the under. I just, when that run was scored in the first inning, it was went from up to eight and a half. And I'm like, I liked it before. I really like under eight and a half. And it was plus money. So I started betting under eight and a half. Then I bet under seven and a half. And I was waiting and I was waiting and I was waiting. I said, if this thing gets to five and a half, I am definitely betting it over. Just trying to, you know, earn a little bit of money. Guy like Nick got a future. He's living this ride. You don't have to be a fan of the team. This is going to be the lowest rated World Series and all this other stuff. I'm looking to get tickets. I want to go. I want to. I want to go. Oh, to it's going to be the lowest rated World Series. There's no debate. It's getting, no one. No one's watching this World That's Series. Fine. Yes. But it, like you can get involved in it when you do this, and you don't have to risk a lot of money. Another friend of the show uh, in Iowa, our guy, he's got a future on Texas to win it all, mm-hmm. and he's been texting me like, you know, what do I do? And I put it to him like this: He's got twenty five dollars to win. It's it's a fifty to one. Nice. He's going to win twelve hundred and fifty bucks. It's great. They were down three two to Houston. He said, "What do I do?" He said, "I'm just going to enjoy the ride." I said, "You don't have to Good. do nothing. That's right. fine. I want to. Right? They or won game off six. Of it. Yeah." I said, "Now you're live. What do you want to do? You want to bet Houston now, or do you want to bet?" He's like, "No, I'm not doing nothing. I think yeah, that's going to win." I, mean, I said, "Perfect. I so that's going to lose twenty five, or." Or, or he's live to the World Series, yeah. so now he's live to the World Series. That's gambling if you want. But, I mean, one of the fun things I've learned from doing this show and just talking to you and, you know, Michigan, I have a ticket on Michigan at plus 960 to win the national championship. Like, I'm going to wait until Michigan plays Penn State, and then if they win that game, look at the Ohio State game and look at the number and who is favored, what the, what's the money line price off of that, and I may bet, bet you know, I, I have one unit to win basically 10, so now it's okay. How do I, I'll give a unit there. I'll give a unit here. I'll just, you just work, working off of that first ticket, I think is one of the more, that's my evolution as a gambler. That's been one of the biggest advantages or at least growth processes for me yeah. of recognizing of putting a flag down and not taking a, not putting the flag down saying this team's going to win. Yeah. You can ride the roller coaster, but I'm not doing it to ride the roller coaster. I have a Ravens ticket to win the Super Bowl for that very reason. I'm not doing it because the Ravens are going to win it all. They might. I just get in the playoffs, get to the AFC oh, divisional yeah. round. I'll start betting off of it. Once we get to the divisional round to start making, you know, hedging off of it. Same thing we did in the first round with the Brewers that people still can't figure out, but like this, it's the idea of putting a flag down and working off of that ticket, right. knowing you have profit coming back. So it's not gambling. So it's risk management. Right. No, I, I told, I told our friend, you know, he's, he's going to collect 1250 plus his 25. He'll collect 1275. Mm-hmm. Right. Or he'll collect nothing. And I said, all right, I know you're married. You got a kid. Put two fifty at plus one fifty on, or put two hundred. Just put two hundred. That's fine. 
put 200 at plus 150 on Arizona to win a World Series right now. So 200 at plus 150 wins you 300. So now if Texas wins, you win 1,000. If Arizona wins, you win 300. Which is pretty good. I said 300 is a car payment. I don't know what kind of car you drive. Maybe it's half a car payment. But, like, that's found money. And if you, I mean, f- so for to win 1200 or to, w- you know, to win a thousand or 300 and get money when their initial risk was $25, I don't know. That's earning. That's, that's just making money. And you still got to gamble. I mean, cause you could just take the middle road, make 600 either way and, and be done. And now you can add to that. You can bet this game. You can bet that game. You can bet them when they're down. Take pluses all over. Every ticket I have pretty much is a plus. That's the other thing. There's no minuses on anything. Yeah, you're that I have. yeah right. You're, everything, everything is positive. So it's always worth more than I I spent. So whether it were the tickets for 25, 50, 100, 200, whatever it is, you know, it's it's a bigger payout. So you can work backwards. Would and you when ever lay in juice? It's very hard. Would you ever consider selling one of your tickets on the secondary market? Zero chance. I would not. That market's not for me. Okay. I mean, what's somebody going to offer me that ticket? You know, at four hundred to one. I had the ticket says Arizona to beat Texas four hundred right. to one because you have both sides. Arizona three seventy five. You bet you bet both sides. I'm saying you could sell one of the sides if you thought the Rangers were going to win. You could sell the Arizona ticket for a guaranteed profit. I would just go bet the other side. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like I, I, you know, I mean, because yeah. that, that again, not that get the guys at wager wire, the guys at prop swap. I mean, they're friends of ours. I know what they're doing. It's a, there's a market for that, you know, but I would go beg, borrow, steal, whatever I had to do to get the money to hedge. Some people don't have the money to hedge. They, they don't even want to sweat anymore. They, you know, I went to the doctor today and the woman was like, you know, how was your night last night? Did you, did you have any stress? And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> I had to I watch bet. this game seven. I gamble. Yeah. <laughs> I had this thing. It was only a difference of, you know, five, six, seven thousand. Oh, it was no big deal. You know, she didn't want to hear it, but some people don't want that. Here, sell the ticket. And that's okay too. Like everybody's right. different. That's it's fine. When you when you sell it, how you sell it, where you sell it, all those things. So okay, good stuff with that. Uh frozen frenzy last <laughs> night. I know we were watching baseball, but I thought it was a massive success. I, I thought I saw so many people talking about hockey, watching hockey, betting hockey. Did you tune into any of it? See any any games last night or just oh, baseball? I was watching the whole thing. We were um I I went and watched the Bruins and the Blackhawks was on. I went and met the kids. It was so funny because they don't have a clue what's going on, right? Right. And I get the text while I'm on Sports Grid. We're going to Buffalo Wild Wings for dinner. Do you want to join us? I'm like, can I come after the baseball game? And they're like, well, no, we're going to watch the end of the baseball game there. And, you know, the rally starts, and I'm like, I don't know if I should go because I know I'm rooting for Arizona secretly, and they're all rooting for Philadelphia. And I'm like, is this going to be? I said, I'll be there in the eighth. And they said, well, why don't you come now so you can watch the eighth with us? And I'm like, I'd rather just watch the eighth by myself. <laughs> so I text them. I'm like, all right, I'm on the way. And it's two for one wings night. It's There's a line out the door. It's, it's oh. crazy. I didn't think it would be busy. 
and I sit down and they got hockey on every screen. Every this town, screen. This town is something really. Cool. Every screen are getting ready for cool. the night's game. This town's cool. Yeah, it's really. And neat. I was like, this is awesome. And there's the one TV right over my head had the World Series on without sound. And then Kelsey asked them to put another TV that she could see. Right. She was facing the other way on a World Series. So we had we had the hockey on. It was fun. It was great. Well, let's start with Vegas. They improved the 7-0 and last night. It's the best start ever for a defending champion. Logan Thompson was really good late. Philadelphia had a 2-1 lead with 12 minutes to play. I got into it with some people on Twitter over this because I think the algorithms are wrong when it comes to one-goal games. Vegas was 6-0 and defending champ. The algorithm takes that into zero account. They're at home, zero account. It was plus 300 on Vegas on the money line. I'm working out. It's a, whatever time it was, 11 o'clock here, 1030 here, whatever it was. I'm doing my, my, my second workout. I'm just like, that number, I looked at it. The number's wrong. So I bet it. Plus 300 is a 25% implied probability of happening. Not that I'm a math guy, <coughs> but to me, one in four is not what's going to happen when Vegas is down by one goal at home. Tie the game. It goes to overtime. Yeah, we talked about that before. It's not just Vegas. It's one in four hockey games with that amount of time left. Yep. That the favorite is going to come back and win. It's, but it's one and four. It's weird to me that you do, it doesn't take into account who it is and where it is and what what how the game flow is going. Zero. It's just throwing it up there. And the, the I think the algorithm is you can take advantage of it. I think it's wrong. So I bet three to one yes. hit that with Vegas and people. And I, and I tweeted about it afterwards and people were just like, the algorithm is right. I'm like, okay, if you say so, I, I disagree with that. I'm not a math guy. I've never made a model. I'm not this, but I'm looking at this going, you're telling me it's 25% likelihood? No. It's way more likely that they're going to tie the game and the, the Knights are going to send the game into overtime, either win it in overtime or win it in a shootout. Or like they did, they won it in regulation. <laughs> they, they won the thing with 30 seconds left. Right. They scored the game-winning goal and they beat the Flyers 3-2 to two last night. Vegas yeah. unders are an absolute wagon. Yep. I mean, they don't give up more than two goals. It's... It's an, on Chicago. Chicago doesn't give up more than two goals either, two or three. They lost three nothing to the Bruins last night. Chicago yeah. Friday night against Vegas here <laughs> under. Bet it now, under. <laughs> I am. Uh, I'm so impressed just in general with the lack of a hangover, the lack of like they are playing. I don't want to say they're playing playoff hockey every night, but damn, it looks like it. Like it's the regular season. They are, they are focused. They're deep. They're, I mean, it's, it's, it's a good hockey team. It it's just happens really to be, team. you know, our, our city and, and stuff. They're they're They play the same game. They play the same shifts. Every day it's show up, skate, hit limit chances. Goalie plays good. We're down. We'll, 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 we'll come back we'll in rally. the third. It's yeah, confidence. I'm, I'm telling you, man, they're good. They're, they're really good. good. Their main competition very well might be Colorado, who won their 15th straight road game last night, dating back to last season over the Islanders. 6-0 and for Colorado on the season. You want to talk about the main competition? You watch the abs, and it's like, okay, go find the first Avalanche Knights game and circle that and clear off the schedule because if you're a hockey fan, that's going to be a war. It's next week. I know. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's, it's next week. <laughs> It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to watch it because that's the only team I've seen. The Bruins are going to be good, but there's other teams in the East as well. But in the West, I think it's Vegas and Colorado. 
and everybody else right now, at least. Kings gotta, might be. Yeah, the there, Kings are going to be good, right? Kings might be in there, but the right Kings now, I mean, Georgiev is. They play what's so what's what's going to be so fun about Colorado in Vegas. Just bet the under. We could see a five in that game. That's possible. You you may see books put up fives for that. Georgiev and Hill, they both play Vegas and Colorado. Both play very similar styles. Mm. They're tight defensively and they're explosive on offense. Power plays are dangerous. I would give the abs the edge there, but the PK for Vegas is phenomenal. I, it's such a, I can't wait. It's going to be an unbelievable matchup. Dallas uh, is still going to be a four. They are, opponent. but my God, what is going on with their offense? Like I've watched three games from Dallas this season. I'm going just like, okay, Ottinger, by the way, he's 24. I had to, yeah. I, had to be, I was reminded of that last night during the broadcast. I was like, my yeah. gosh, he's young. Yeah. He's phenomenal. But God. I mean, I bet the first period under last night for the, 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 the penguins and them that hit. And I don't know. I mean, I just, their offense just doesn't pop off the off when I'm watching yeah. on TV. I'm it like, never does. Their offense could be an issue. Robertson, they've got talent. They've got, you know, Robertson and, and they've got um, the former Bruin kid. I name. I always forget uh, Sagan. And I, I don't know. I'm not really afraid of Dallas. I, I, I watch Nobody them and, is until they play them. Yeah. Okay. I mean, and then what the hell is going on in Minnesota? I mean, this is crazy. They're six and zero to the gift of the year that Santa hit yesterday. Thank you, Madison. That's a goal in the first five minutes, which also hits the goal in the first 10 minutes. Edmonton goes five and one to the gift as well this year in one and five and one to the over in the first period. And they get run off the ice. They got seven goals to them with the wild seven, four Edmonton. Yeah, this is him getting hurt is not helping. They David don't yeah. stop pucks. This is it'd be interesting to see how they bounce back. I don't know. Bounce back, they, 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 I mean, they're yeah, they'll they'll be fine. When like, I don't know, comes, but there'll be so many points behind. But this happened last year. They went after Dryside on a press conference, and he told everybody basically to, you know, uh for lack of a better term, you know, buzzer off and he let them know. And then they put those two together and it clicked and they won a lot of games in January, February, March to get back to where they were. The problem is goaltending. I mean, they just don't have a goal. So I don't know. And Minnesota's a perplexing. This is, I mean, completely just, I don't know what they are. They don't know what they are. These goals quick, fast, whatever. It's this has to settle. Like that's that's uh that's I'm mean, just keep betting it. You know, like Otto says, just keep betting, keep betting it. it. I agree. One game tonight, Washington at New Jersey, minus two fifty on this. Something is wrong. I mean, this might be the end then for Washington. Right. Yeah, they're just they're I don't I don't know, done done. I don't know what the word is, but like they don't care. No, I mean they it, it, they just not equipped. They looked so slow yesterday. I said it to Cam uh, on a show before he signed off, and we were laughing about it. But it was like when, like when we're in adult league and yeah. we're playing in the thirty and over or forty and over division, and then we go play in an open tournament with the kids, <laughs> and everybody's under twenty five. 
and they're skating circles around us and we're got our hands on our knees in between whistles. <laughs> and we're like, like I used to, I used to hook kids and say, please don't make me look bad. Like when, it, when, when it got, <laughs> right. you know, when I got to be in my low forties and I'm just, right. I could still skate, but I couldn't skate like that for as long as those kids could right. skate. I used to be able to do that. It just wasn't in the shape they were. So Toronto made Washington look like an adult league beer league team yesterday. And I kept going, we're betting against Washington until further notice. And now a back now they're on a back to back on top of that. Back to back against a young, fast team like New Jersey. You're the young fast team. I mean no that shot. is that is the young fast team. I agree. No shot. You can put them, you know, Jersey. Uh, I did not see inside of regulation, but I do like that bet. If you can get that around one, uh, 140, one, you know, somewhere at 130, 140 potentially for inside of regulation. I do like that. Washington won three and one to start the year. They've lost three straight games. They've been outscored by 12 goals in five games. That is not a good start to the year for the Washington Capitals happening starting tonight here. Only NHL game tonight. All right. To the NBA we go. Denver. Yep. My goodness gracious. At home. Oh, baby. You're not beating Denver very often at home. They are really good at home. Yeah, what did they, what did we say yesterday? I think they lost what six games or four games eight total games in, in totality season. the whole year, yeah. the whole year, including the playoffs last year. They lost eight yeah. games. That's well, going to continue. Similar single, yeah, single digit losses at home. They're yes, they're really talented. They're really good. I mean, Jokic had a triple double and was fooling around like it was just like yeah. he's it just it, it the game is coming very easily to him right now and. They're light They're, I mean, his comments after the game were so interesting about the fact that he was, was shocked at how just a simple game of basketball could impact so many people's lives. I, I think he's seeing, he's starting to understand his role as a superstar, a global superstar as to what this team potentially could do. I mean, Michael Malone is joking, joking around. They're chanting who your dad, who is your daddy at the Lakers in <laughs> LeBron. That's, that's a formidable team. Until further notice, the Denver Nuggets are the best team in basketball. Even as a Celtics fan, I'm saying that until until it's Ooh. proven otherwise. Okay. Denver's the best team in basketball, and we'll see what Milwaukee and Boston have to say about it. But right now, okay. till further notice, yeah, I'm going with the, I'm going with the Nuggets. Warriors third quarter is back. They outscored the Suns 40 to 19 coming out of the break last night. Wow. And then they lost. <laughs> Are they, are they the adult league team at the gym? It looks like they're going to have old man strength and they're going to have one of those nights and, you know, out shoot no, somebody and stuff. The, but like the guy takes his shirt off the sweaty guy who's hairy and puts his one. wants to body you up all the time. Could go to the, could go to the <laughs> wax guy like you would be. I used to hate that. There was nothing worse than playing shirts Sick. and skins. Ugh. The kids don't even know what we're talking about. Lie, we I, we I, would I, show up at the park, kids. Uh, we do it and a One bunch of guys would say, All right, we're keeping our shirts on. You guys will take your shirts off. That way we'll be able to tell who's on what team. We did this. Oh, yeah. Willingly. Why? That doesn't happen anymore. Shirts and skins doesn't happen anymore. Really? Uh, I, I don't I don't think so. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was always I used to play as a when I was playing AAU basketball when I was 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, basically 16. I would go play pickup games at the Y because the older I got, the more that I could kick the shit out of old guys. And I loved it. It was so much fun just to school. Right. I and mean, they were always like, what the hell? Because Did you, know, you chirp I, too? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, I chirped. Worst. But then I was not physically strong. So you'd get the dude who wants to body up the point guard and he would turn me, he would 
stick his ass right into my stomach and bang. Love doing that. And I, <laughs> love like, doing that. I yeah, love that, playing like, that defense. Oh, mm. It'd smack you in the stomach. and be like, yeah. okay. And then he would turn in my head, would get into his armpit because he was taller and bigger than me. And they would just physically push me out of the way. And I used to yeah. be like, you disgusting human being. And I used to get so angry. So I'd stick a three in his face and then talk about it. And then, you know, oh, I love that. That was fun. I ruled the Y League. I, I was a I was a formidable opponent in the Y in Y in Y pickup games when I was 13, 14, and 15. I was so that's how I was good at basketball. When you put me into a structure, the reason why I struggled so much in high school was because our high school ran a very strict, like Princeton structured offense. Oh God. And I'm all because we were just white kids from Andover mass playing against Lawrence and Lowell and the athletes that they had. Oh, so no. the way that they counteracted was like, we screened like four times before a shot could go up. Right. Like it was constantly pass and screen pat. And that's not how I played. I was, <gasps> I was up and down. I wanted to run and I wanted to pass. And I, cause I could shoot, but I was a much better athlete getting to the rim. And I hated having to be structured and it pissed me off more than anything in the world. So playing pickup games at the Y that was my jam. That was, I was where I was. I was in my element. We played at the boys club. We played at the park. There was a park up by the house called Wilson park. I mean, it was just, it was, it was Wilson park and green tree was a place where people met. There was a summer league that like D one guys that played at Pitt, Robert. We got in that league one year. Oh, we yeah. would get thumped by 40. I, I kept telling them, like, why yep. did we sign up for this league? <laughs> well, These I really, for me, I realized dunking I on us. Yeah. Like, I cut a guy, he went up to dunk, and I was just trying to catch him. Oh, I didn't no. mean to cut him. Right. But I cut him, and he landed on his, like, one leg. I thought he was going to kill me. Yep. <laughs> he goes, <laughs> what the f- are you yep. doing? I'm like, yeah. dude, I'm just trying to catch you. I just had to mean to. He's like, you cut my legs. I'm like, I, I really didn't mean to. I won't do it again. I promise. Because it was going to be a brawl. Oh, yeah. I, I almost, he could have went flat on his back on the cement. It would have been oh, all yeah. over. Bad, bad. Oh, yeah. We played, did you ever play on the on the outdoor courts that had the cement that was all the way over and then the grass would, have, would start afterwards? <laughs> I have a scar on my knee because I, pl- I played in, in one of those <laughs> summer leagues where I realized by playing in the summer league, I realized I was not that good. I thought I was like, right. you know, at 15, I thought I was pretty good. Humbling. Oh my God. I remember, I remember going like, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm a six foot white guy. I'm not going to be able to do anything yeah. against these kids. I'm not big enough, strong enough, fast enough, but it had rained a couple of hours before we played oh, no. and I landed off of, I landed, I, I landed, I went up for a layup and I landed with my front foot. My, my left foot was on the grass and it slipped out. <laughs> And my knee went right on the corner where the cement was. And you could see like right into like my ACL, like it ripped my entire, I was bleeding everywhere. I was in a walking. It was so bad. I was in a walking cast for two months <laughs> afterwards. Oh I it was such a nasty sure. scar. It was like a, that it was, it was like a, that deep, that length of a ripped over oh. my knee to this day. I still have that scar whenever I, and people look at like, what the happened to your knee? Yeah. Playing in a high level uh, pickup game and, <laughs> Get my ass kicked by guys who were way better than me. I was told it was a good idea. We'll stay in shape because I was playing hockey in college. And oh. I had something to do in the summer, you know, that, that summer. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, we'll play basketball again. And I played basketball in high school up through hockey guys year. playing basketball. We loved you guys. You guys were marks. <laughs> we loved playing against hockey guys. I could play one differently because how you skate, the muscles you developed are different than basketball muscles. Yeah. So you, you, you have the same, the, the hip flexibility you have in basketball versus hockey are two very different things. So you guys were always very difficult laterally hockey guys had a tough time going laterally. So we love to just cross you guys over and you had a yeah. tough time guarding us. I could play basketball. I I played for eight years, but I stopped playing June sophomore year was the last year. Cause I couldn't get no shots off no more. Mm. It got, everybody got taller. Yeah, and I was like, I'm done with this. But we played that summer with with grown men, like real basketball players. And I kept that was like, I ain't never doing this again. Just <laughs> I, I would I would tell them after every game, I'm like, I ain't coming back next week. And they're like, you have to. We only got seven guys. I'm like, this is I'm mad, oh, and I gave you the money for this league. Right. I I was we go and lose by forty, and you know physically get annihilated. I think I scored like twelve points the whole summer. It was just oh. terrible. Oh, it's brutal. Yeah, I remember. The, I remember the time I got blocked when a guy blocked my shot up against the backboard, and I went, "Okay, yep, I'm done." Yeah, <laughs> came from behind. Like, I ain't never doing pinned, that again. He pinned the ball. I was going on a breakaway to lay it up, and he freaking pinned the ball up against us. Oh. Like, um, yep, I'm in trouble. How These guys are that? way better than I am. Right. <laughs> These guys are way better than I'll ever be. Oh. I was like, yep. Okay, that's um. Yep, I hit my ceiling. Okay, now we are. <laughs> uh, Celtics three and a half point favorites tonight against the Knicks. Boston actually went one and two last year against the Knicks here. Opening night for Boston. I gotta kill him. Boston's gonna kill him. It's a nah. It's a, it, it's a seven to eight point route. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Most of the game won't be competitive. Boston is going to be a make or miss team this year, but. They've got sharpshooters all over the place. The Knicks generally don't guard. They tend to pack it in. Typical you know, typical defense with Thibodeau, they're going to play more pack pack it in, protect the lane. Boston's going to bomb. They hit threes. This game could get away from the Knicks pretty fast. Both games went under yesterday. Yep. Uh, I have no idea what's going to happen in this game. Guys in the chat, you're here. You're basketball guys, whether you are or not, laying Boston minus three and a half or taking Knicks plus two, three and a half. I'm laying. Kings are at the Jazz Look at here. This bad boy. This is a Sacramento Kings beautiful school logo. My God. What do you nice. make of the Kings this year? Are we lighting the beam or are we going back to where the Kings were previously? Um, they're, they're no longer the little engine that could. What's their season win total? I didn't even look. Ooh, I have not even looked either. I did not bet any NBA futures. I've decided to do it all in, on, in season. Way better. I mean, unless you really think something's off, like it's way better. I went, oh, I went one in three last year betting preseason. So I want to watch a little bit because like I was dead wrong. I like the Timberwolves over last year. It was way wrong. It was dead wrong. Um, You know, there's certain teams I like that I want to watch and see what they're going to look like. Yeah. Well, we got a mix here. Boston, Knicks money line, laying it, Boston, laying it, Boston, Boston, Knicks under for Goroff. Maybe. All right. Um, <clears throat> totals high, no? In this game. 230. I mean, Jazz at home last year, they ran a lot. We're up tempo. We know the Kings want to go up tempo. They're not playing any defense. Holy crap. It's not even the highest total. Atlanta, Charlotte is yeah. 236 and a half. Yeah. That game's probably going over. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. First thought would be to take Sacramento. Just. 
it's basically a pick em in Utah. Right. I know nothing about Utah, what they brought back, which I have no idea. I think, again, this is a wait and watch for me when it comes to what the Jazz are going to look like. It's the same thing with the Dallas Mavericks. It's a wait and watch. I want to see what they look like. I want to see how, you know, it's a tough division. You have Denver, Minnesota, Portland, Oklahoma City, and Utah. That's a really tough division. What do they look like? What does Utah do this year? I, I like their roster. I, I think they've got some depth, but I mean, we need Jordan Clarkson to keep going, John Collins to keep performing the way he's performed. Mm. You know, I, I, I like to see what he's going to look like, um, you know, going forward for him. So, uh, you know, I, I think there's not, this is Utah team to watch. I wouldn't bet this personally. I would right. watch, I would watch this game and, and just, take it for learning experiences. All right. It's Wednesday on Wednesday. We tend to look at college football. Let's yep. roll through the top 10 here. Some of these games, Get some of these games. Out of the way. I yep. still call this the greatest outdoor cocktail party. They don't like that name anymore. They don't think you should do that, but I like it. George is laying 14 and a half points though, against Florida neutral field. No Brock Bowers. First game without him, right? Yep. Off the bye. Uh, let's see. We're going to learn a lot about Georgia in this game, I think. Right. They house Florida. Okay, they'll be fine. They have a, they have a tough time with it. Mm. Yeah, I, I think, uh, I think you know, bad guys will be looking to take the dog, but. Agreed. We'll see. It totals this 47. Is, it's an in-game. I wouldn't bet this pre. I, I wait and see. I want to see what Georgia looks like. If they can't move the football, the number will come down, obviously, but I think you could probably still get like 10 in-game. This could be a one-score difference if they struggle. I'll do the college football work, boys. I'll have a better. I'll have a better opinion on this stuff tomorrow and Friday. I have been immersed in the baseball, so pardon my my not this interest. I just haven't done the work yet. Right for for this. I, I Ohio got State's email and I was number. like, uh-oh. Ohio State's laying the same number. Fourteen. I feel better about laying it with them at Wisconsin. Wisconsin's not going to score. Yeah, that's. I the, mean, I mean <laughs> you, Wisconsin team total under. Part of the handicap that you've learned that I've did in the risk room for a long time was, I don't care how many points Ohio State scoring, I need to know how many points the dog is scoring against this defense. Team. Yeah, because it ain't much. I think I could put the peak at seventeen. Whoa, that's high. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's that's that's, that's not points. even close to Two what touchdowns. it probably should be. I don't yeah. think Wisconsin's not scoring two touchdowns. Penn State didn't score two touchdowns. Correct. Well, okay. Wisconsin's not scoring two touchdowns. Yeah, the game's in Wisconsin. So? You ever been to a game there? I have not. I've heard it's amazing. The jump around and all that other I've stuff. I've heard it's very it. fun. So let's see. Uh, Ohio State, 14 and a half. Totals 45 and a half right now. Um, so that's 28-17. With an eleven point spread, so that's thirty-one fourteen. It's fourteen half point spread. 14. Thirty-one fourteen covers. Twenty-eight seventeen does not. Mm-mm. Thirty-one fourteen. This is seventeen point spread. Okay. Uh, Ohio State. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how many points. I mean, I, I, they're not going to cover enough. They're not going to score right. enough. They have to have the best defensive performance of their season. Right. Florida State's laying 20 and a half on the road. A lot of respect for the Seminoles here. Wake Forest is not that good, I'll say, but the door's open for them, though, now, right? I mean, Wide North open. Carolina lost. 
Why? Let's go. Time. But they'll play win the style points. Let's go. If you went out, you went out, Florida State's in, but 20 and a half is 20 and a half. Uh, Washington is laying 26 and a half at Stanford. The total is 60 in this game. We just what? saw Stanford. I mean, we, we've seen them what? play. I don't know. It, it seems high, no? Yes. I'm a little what? surprised at uh, how heavy this is, to be quite honest. This seems, you know, extra, uh, as the kids would say. FS1, it's a 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern time kick. Stanford just lost 42 to 7 to UCLA. That's one of the reasons why this number is what it is. 15 7 the win for Washington. They were fortunate to do that at home. This is now on the road. <clears throat> Does Washington put up the same number that UCLA did? Probably more. Probably. UCLA's more. defense is good, though. Game's going over. I think this game's going over. Don't hate I, it. Yeah, I think this game's going over. Initial thought. Washington um, Stanford, though. You gotta get high. It's, it's it does seem high. I would agree. Oklahoma's laying 10 at Kansas. They're six and one ATS. It did not cover last week against Central Florida, however, though. This is the big noon kickoff game. Is Kansas uh, are they gonna provide resistance? <laughs> Defensively, just, no. It's just, it's just, uh, this is just going to be a score fest. Let's yeah, this is more than them. Yeah, this is an old. This is an old school Big Twelve game. Sixty-five. Yeah, speed is, limit game. This is just go 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 go. Oh yeah yeah. I can't. I can't say. Uh, oh, I don't know what to do with that game. Are you froze? Snap your fingers. Come back. Come on. We're almost done. He's uh, there we go. Back. I think I think All Oklahoma. Right. I I think Oklahoma will be able to cover that number, but I think the the over is probably a better play. Um, on on that. Mm. So Texas is playing without Quinn Yours against BYU. Number was twenty one. Now it's seventeen. So who's playing quarterback? Uh, kid? No, no. This kid, uh, Malik Murphy, or Con- or He's a oh, he's yeah. a uh, a freshman quarterback that's going to play here. They're not going to take the redshirt year off of. Off of Archman. Oh, okay. So they're playing the other freshman, Malik Murphy. He, he's a he's a six foot five, two hundred and forty pound big kid. <laughs> he's a he's a he's a big kid. Thrower, both, but he's a dual threat quarterback. Big step up, though. He played uh, one. He's played three times so far this year against Houston, Baylor, and Rice. Uh, nothing, my nothing. natural inclination is to take dog. Yes. Right. I, I just, without knowing, no, nothing. It's Wednesday. We'll have time to see more right. decide all that other stuff. But I, I that's coming down. It is I think going no, up. No, it's coming down for that. For that reason, it, it's coming down uh, on that. Uh, one of the games of the weekend is Oregon at Utah. Yeah, this eight, one has to the check. Ducks are laying six and a half. The total is 48 in this one. It was four and a half. Now it's six and a half. Yeah. So the first move came on the Ducks, which I'm a little surprised about. Why? It's against Utah every week. They go against Utah every single week. The first Why? number, boom, they always go against them. Because of their offense? No, their I don't defense know. Defense is tremendous. The question with the quarterback, is he going to play? Is he not going to play? Now we know. He's no, he's not playing. playing. He's done. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Cam Rising's not playing yeah. the rest of the year. Right. So now it's just, it's one of those things. Um. Let me see here. Where's the game? Da, 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 da. What time is the game? Um, it is 
four o'clock, three o'clock. Oregon. It's a 12 30. 3.30 Eastern. It's, a Fox, it's the Fox game. It's after, it's the second game after they have the big, the big new kickoff. So Oregon Eastern. and under. Mm, I don't know. I like yeah. under. under. Yeah. So I'm winning yeah, dog every game. Right now. Under. I know. Just, just, under. Just don't have to think hard and just yeah. and go with that. Uh, ask the chat. Oregon let's call it minus six and a half. Oregon minus six and a half. Utah plus six and a half. What are you guys thinking right now on Wednesday? Nothing yeah. strong either way. I'm just curious which way we get. Uh, you give me seven. I'll take Utah. You might get seven. I get seven. I'm not Utah. even unreasonable for you to ask that. Plus seven for Utah at home, home dog. Oh, Crunchy's back in the chat. Good to see you, Crunch. It's going to be a BYU war. stinks on the road. He's right. They do. Bet against Utah at home to your own peril. You're right. Right? Too. I agree. Yeah. It's a war. This is going to be a war. I can't wait to watch that game. Uh, so your, your coach, James Franklin, is known for running the score up. Yeah. Off of a loss with Indiana coming to town. Lines 33. Larry Bird it. The total is 46. <laughs> the total is 46. The What's line your- is 33. The total is 46. This is this might be an all-timer for me. I mean, I've seen 47 and 51. Right. That's but that's higher number. This is 33, 32 and a half. A lot of places have like there's a big difference between that and 46. Can I just bet whether Indiana's going to score or not? Right. Rather bet that. I mean, it's going to be wild to see because we know that Franklin wants to give the alumni something. Go to Ohio State. I don't know what he wants to give them. I think he wants he needs to win and they need to work some things out offensively. Let's let's throw the ball a little bit. Let's let's let you know we have some margin for error today. Drew, we're going to run four wides and we're going to go like run and shoot and mess everybody up. Oh, like that would be fun, right? That would get everybody talking. Now, what are you going to talk about? You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I don't know. I, I, th- I would expect today with him and 42 to three final. Stays under 46. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we're split right down the middle in the chat. Utah, Utes, Ducks, Utah, Moneyline, Quack, Ducks. Wow, buy Oregon down to three and a half. That's very expensive, Zachariah. Three points. Do that, Daniel G said. Quack, quack money line. Oh, yeah, it's expensive though. Money line, okay, but it's expensive. They may cover, but I mean, they may win, but they might cover. I think just take the dog there. Uh, Two more before they let go of Sports Grid, Louisville and Duke. This is there's only a couple games involving ranked teams against each other. Flip a coin. I have here's the problem. We Leonard, we, you you can't touch this game till you find out about Riley Leonard. I don't have a clue. He might be in. He might not. I mean, they've said it publicly. It's Duke has said he's day to day. It'll be depending on game time decision. Yeah. He couldn't play in the second half against Florida State, and the whole thing unraveled. They could have beaten Florida State if Leonard could play. He couldn't play. Got re-injured with a high ankle. <laughs> he was in there. They were beating Florida State. He plays. Take Duke. He doesn't, and this number at four tells me that the books don't know, and they're waiting, and the pros don't know either. Everyone's waiting to see what the call is going to be for that. So we'll, we'll we'll keep an eye on Duke and Louisville, and then finally, UNLV is six and zero oh ATS, six and one. Sorry, six and one ATS, six and one straight up. 
at Fresno. They're catching seven and a half points. Numbers coming down. We're going UNLV on the road. Now their level of competition, not exactly a, 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 a difficult road to get, no. to six and one. <laughs> but six to one, six to one, six and one is six and one. This is, I don't game. know. I, this is, this is seven 30, our time game. This is the 10 30 game East. This will be fun. Like this will be, I'm going to actually watch this game Saturday night. Um, well, I'll be watching the World Series too, but like, the, yeah, but it's it'll be on. It'll be over. So keep an eye on it, right? This second half. This might be a multiple in-game play as well. I don't know. First thought is dog, but agreed. This is it was eight yesterday. It's seven and a half now. First thought is dog coming down. Dog. Yeah, on the road, UNLV having a chance to make some noise in the Mountain West Conference. They're already bowl eligible. Now they have a chance to go and make some noise against Fresno State. We'll see what ends up happening in that one. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch in that. For you guys who are live on on YouTube and Twitter, don't move. If you're on Sports Grid or if you're listening on SiriusXM, thank you. We'll be back tomorrow for a full Thursday. A lot of football to get into coming up tomorrow on the program at Boston versus the book to go follow us on social media, on Twitter and whatnot. For you guys who are live, don't move. You're getting bonus time. All right, we can go right into it here, into better to book it. Better to book it time. Boston sells three and a half points on the road to the Knicks on opening night. Boston shoots threes. Boston wins. Boston covers. I will appease you. I will say bet it. Like it. Same thought, same handicap. Celtics team total over 113 and a half. They scored 133 points in November against the Knicks last season. And that was without Kristoff and that was without Drew Holiday. We're going to go under this number. Oh, really? A leaning game under. Leaning. I just looked at the number. Okay. I'm leaning game under, so we'll go Celtics team. Play. I think the game under, but I think it's because of the fact that the Knicks don't score. Oh, well. I mean, that's trying to put that pinhole in it. Yeah, but uh, 113, you know, 115-101 is under. And a cover for the Celtics. Right. So they cover right. the three and I mean, a half. I think it comes just under like 108, 110, somewhere in that they neighborhood. They win by double digits and whatnot. Uh, and then finally, our guy Raheem Palmer put me on this, and I think he's right. Timberwolves tonight laying one against Toronto. I went and looked at it. I, I, I handicapped myself. I like the Timberwolves. Toronto was a mess. New head coach, everything else going on in Toronto with a lot of questions as to are they going to tank? Are they going to? trade a bunch of pieces. They got talent, but not a lot that is gelling at the moment. T wolves, basically money line, but laying one better to book it. Book it. Give me a home team, home team. Uh, okay. Super chat questioned only one of them from big business. Dave, serious question. Yes. Have you ever hit a big ticket where you used to work and how do they feel to go collect. How did it feel to go collect that one? You can't bet where you work. I think he means after you left, but CG's gone. So you wouldn't do it. He means oh. after you've left to go back and take them after you've left. Oh, there'd be nothing better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, big business. What a great question. I don't know what music I would play walking in. 
I don't know. That would be awesome. That would be, we're on bonus time. That'd be fucking yep. awesome. In <laughs> fact, I might bring a couple people with me. Give me my music and just walk in and say, hey, how you doing? Here, cash this ticket. Oh, wait. I'll be back tomorrow. I got another one. I got to make sure we stay, stay within the right number. Oh, it would be tremendous. Oh, my God. Listen, this one's going to be fun when we do it. It's going to, this, this, this one. This one is going to be all said and done. This is, I've never had amount of money involved in my life. What I'm going to have, you know, I told Jess at dinner yesterday, she's like, what, <laughs> what the fuck have you been doing? Now, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, well, I try to tell you, but you she's like, I don't want to know. She's like, is that why you, you'd be going every night? And I'm like every day. Yeah. When you're at work, a lot of times that's when I go, I'll go at lunch, you know, yesterday. I, I that's ah, oh, that would be fun. I, I would love nothing more than to go back to the place I work to, to, to collect. Hey, Crunchy said is asking first half team total over for the Celtics. Yes, I love that bet. I want to watch and to see if that bet is consistent like it was last year. Well, That's that was a, money last that year. That was awesome. I hit I hit that so often last oh. year. And if it was ever set under 61 points. Bam, Boston went over consistently. That was the number I always watched for. What was the first half team total for the Celtics in the first well, it started half? At the, it started earlier in the season at 60 and a half. No, lower than that. It was 55, 56. And then it went up to 61, 62, 63 when it kept on coming through. In the yeah, books 60 would, was the number. I remember yep. we had to get we had to get over 60. Yep. And once you got to 61, it was like, okay, I'm going to watch it. If it was 60 or 60 and a half, you bet over. 61, it would land on 61 or 62 a ton. <laughs> like it was, it just, that was the number that they would collect. So because Porzingis is on the roster and Holly's on the roster. Now I got to see the rotation a bit more in the first half to see what Mazzullo does, because my gut tells me he's running a short bench in the first half. And if that happens, that's beautiful because we'll get the maximum effort, the maximum shot attempts and the best six players in the NBA. Boston may have the best six players in the NBA from a roster perspective. After that, it's a little bit debatable. Denver's deeper. Denver has more, but top six, Boston probably has the best top six in the NBA. So first half totals, yes, but not tonight for me, at least. I want to wait and watch a couple of games. If they, if they oh, play the way they played last year. The team total Celtics first half is 58. So I've been over. Yeah, that would have been over on that. Yes, I've been over on that. It's on the road. It was at home. It was an auto fire, but on the road, it's, you know, opener though. So I think they want to put out a statement. I think Boston <laughs> wants to get out there and send a message and, you know, announce their presence this year in game one in right. particular, cause it's bing bong, you know, those people Celtics Knicks. Is that actually a rivalry? Oh, we fucking hate them. We all, it's New York. We, we always, everybody we, hates Boston though. It's fine. We're, we're good. They're not. So, I mean, it's easy. It's, it's you hate us because we win. You hate yourselves because you suck. So yeah, everybody hates Boston for different reasons. Not just because they win. Why? Why do, when was the last time the Knicks or anybody in? Well, New listen, York New York, everybody hates New York. You want to call them an enemy. It's them. Yeah. New York sports have been good. Fuck when them. again? Oh, right. Okay. It's when was the last time? Uh, oh, it's been a long while. It's been a while. We, we've gone through it. Baseball, no. Basketball, no. Football, no. What? 
WNBA, congratulations. You could have the Liberty. Congratulations. Oh, by the way, the Vegas Aces beat you. Sorry. You lost that too. Oh God. You lost, go. you lost that too. Favorite thing about today is what? <laughs> Crunchy said, sorry, boys. I haven't been around. I've had a rough few days. I got the crud. Yeah, my punishment for spending the weekend with my kids. Go figure. Sometimes they're germ infestations and you just get it. And then they bounce back in like a day. And I mean, I'm still taking this stuff, but I got, I got the right prescription hopefully yesterday and hopefully this thing will be knocked out. I was told the cycle is three to four days. Bam. Get rid of all this shit in my head. Z-Pack. I got that. Whatever that is. Z-Pack. Give me this stuff. I keep one. In the house, <coughs> so I don't have to go to the doctors. Yes, <laughs> because I know what they're going to give me if I have a really bad cold. This is now. This is I still have it, but it, you know, yeah, obviously COVID changes things a little bit. But right. you make sure you're COVID negative. But if you're COVID negative and you have the crud, Z pack, bang, <laughs> kills anything, any bugs living in your body. That's a that's a you know, obviously viruses. It doesn't work on viruses, but anything else, right? Z pack will kill it. That's the debate in the house with the pharmacist. Oh, is it a virus? Oh, well, she's right. I mean, look, she's not wrong. Don't, 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 don't ever. She's right. If it's a virus, you can't do anything about it. Z-Pack, all Z-Pack. She is right. Can never be uttered again on the show. Against a virus, a Z-Pack. Don't ever take sides against the family again. All right. Like you just did. Because if she's watching or her friends are watching or the women in the office are watching, you know what's going to happen. They're going to say, hey. Pete Ralt said you were right, right to your uh-huh. husband. And then I got to listen to that shit. <laughs> well, don't do that. Please. All a Z pack will do to a virus is make you get sicker because it actually hurts your immune system. So What'd you just, do? Go to pharmacy school while you were doing just, all the broadcasts? My, my, my mom's a nurse. I grew up with this stuff. Like, so, anyways, favorite thing about today is what? <laughs> we got a World Series. <laughs> your world series you got the dream the lowest rated world series i'll never forget it the rest of my life because it's I'm the making, best one for you <laughs> i'm making calls i'm like you know we got people in arizona are you coming this and that i'm like everybody relax today today i'm fucking chilling like okay. i'm not i i don't even know if i'm gonna open my app today i really don't like i'm you know we'll do in-game live right and you know you came on yesterday, killed it. By the way, guys, if you if you know if you like it, just keep tweeting about it and telling the people at Sports Grid. I don't know if they're watching or not. I don't know if they care or not. But it means a lot to us. You guys keep coming in here every single day. We get more and more people following the show, more and more people listening to the show. And I keep getting asked why. I don't know why. We just keep showing up and well, doing the show. Why. But yeah, we know why. The World Series has been determined. I don't care if anyone else watches it. I'm watching every goddamn pitch. <laughs> it doesn't matter to you. <laughs> you got the you got the matchup. The one that you're like, oh my gosh, could you imagine if it was Texas and Arizona? Could you imagine what happened? I can't believe it. <laughs> That's what actually happened. I can't believe it. Was Texas it. and Arizona. I mean, it's unreal. Doesn't make any sense, but it happened. <laughs> it, it it went down that way. Um, my favorite thing about today is that the ba- is basketball's back. I I love the NBA. I love the Celtics. I've always been a huge Celtics fan. And getting Boston back tonight, Bruins are playing. Celtics are playing. You know, Patriots are kind of playing. But it's fun when you have 
October is a really fun month when you get all three in now of the World Series, which will be a lot of fun to, to watch that. Got a lot of Red Sox rumors flying around as to what's going to go on with them. So we'll watch and see. They get a new GM and then maybe Otani and see how that thing goes. So. Show's going to the moon. <laughs> if Otani goes to the Red Sox, the fucking show is going to the fucking moon. We, may be going we got anyway, a show yes. about Boston versus <laughs> the book right there that we named on a whim. We said, let's put this together. Let's do this. It became cool because of the logo, the hats, the BVB. It's cool. But if Otani goes to the Red Sox, look I mean, out. People listen and watch the show in Japan now. Right. Ha, this will be nuts. <laughs> nuts. <laughs> I'm secretly. I'm secretly kind of rooting for it. Watch the ads for New Balance during the World Series. To the moon. That is who Otani is the face of. New Balance main headquarters is across the street from TD Garden. You can to the see. the fucking moon. You can see New Balance's headquarters. Literally. My stepdad's best friend, his wife, is the executive assistant to the head of New Balance. <laughs> so I've already said, I, like I want balance. I want whatever Otani New Balance stuff you guys produce. I want one of everything. Times, times two. I need it to <laughs> get it all. I'll go Give there us myself all. and we'll get it all fitted. I'll, I'll pay whatever they want. We'll, I'll get it all. We'll blow it out. It'll be absolutely Holy phenomenal shit. if it happens. Can so you imagine if he goes to the We'll see. Winter meetings, everything else. We'll see what happens. It's very, very possible. We are back tomorrow. That is for sure. Thursday, we have NFL football, college football, NBA, NHL, all sorts of really fun time of the year. Thank you for being here, even on the late start time. We appreciate it. Back at the normal start time, 11 p.m. Pacific time, 2 p.m. ish Eastern time for a Thursday's BVB. Matt, Dave, talk to you tomorrow.